It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could the Dallas Cowboys be looking to add more speed to their wide receiver room this year? All that more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are talking more wide receivers. I can't believe we're spending this much time on wide receivers in this draft process. But how are you doing today, sir? Uh, I mean, the reason you can't believe it is because it's it's we have so many wide receivers already, and then they keep getting more and more wide receivers on their list of, of visits. So mm-hmm. uh, it's clear that, that the that the drum beat is, is, is getting louder here. So I'm certainly glad to talk about another batch of these guys. Yeah, today we're looking at three SEC receivers, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, Jonathan Mingo, all three players the Cowboys have shown interest in. We know that Mingo and Hyatt are 30 visits. The Cowboys went down to Tennessee to see uh, both Hyatt and Tillman work out. Their wide receiver coach was down there working these guys out. So, Let's get right into it. Let's start with Jalen Hyatt, who's probably the highest regarded of all these three receivers. What did you see when you threw on the tape? Just speed. You know, I mean, this is a guy who made a living in the SEC dominating teams that are fantastically good on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and a lot of it, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this. And then we'll, let's go ahead and bring it up here. Josh Heupel, who is the head coach at the University of Tennessee, has a very unique kind of offense. I mean, it's yes. very much uh attacking from the slot and lots of kind of i would almost compare it to sort of art briles sort of in, in the kind yeah. of uh revolutionary maybe not quite the one side you know uh, pass pass reading concepts but but a little bit in just how the game is called and how very different it is and i i think what they d- did a really good job of that offense is putting hyatt in a a, a position to allow him to use his speed really well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's going to be some misconceptions on this player that, you know, he's only a speed demon. He's a guy who's going to run fast. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to discount a lot of his production, which I think I understand to some degree because he he played for kind of a unique offense. But I will say this, the bottom line for this kid is that he has really good hands. He has a good catch radius and he has speed to burn. He definitely mm-hmm. needs to learn routes. He definitely needs to kind of learn some nuance to his route. He basically was only asked to run nines and and post from the slot where he wasn't uh, being, you know, hit or or being pressed very much or where cornerbacks had less opportunity to kind of get their hands on him. And that and I and I can totally understand the kind of consensus that that's that's difficult to translate to the NFL because you're not necessarily going to get those same kind of opportunities uh, in the NFL. But I will say that to me, 
The bottom line with Hyatt is that he's over six feet tall. He can run sub four, four. Uh, and I, I think he actually plays faster than his 40 time even mm-hmm. showed, which was, is just impressive. And on top of all that, he, you know, this is the thing that kind of separates him from a lot of these other speed guys. He can really catch the football. Like he can go. Yeah, up there's and no it. drop issues, right? There's no drop issues. He's got really good hands. So uh, I think that that there are lots of people who are going to evaluate this player and say, well, they're going to talk a lot about what he can't do. Because I, I think that there is a lot about his game that it still needs a ton of development, way more so than you would usually be talking about uh, about a player who is going to be drafted wherever high it is. But the simple fact of the matter is his speed and hands are things that cannot be taught. Mm-hmm. And even without kind of developing his route tree, which, I mean, it will, he'll get better. But even if you didn't, at the very least, you have a unique player, a rare player in the NFL, because you just don't have a lot of players that can run like this who have the ability to go up and get the football as well. And that's a trait that can be leveraged by any offensive coordinator in the NFL. My only concern is that offense does a really good job of scheming these guys yeah. open. Like they line up basically on the sidelines and they're, yeah. you know, they're not exposed to a lot of press co- coverage and all that kind of stuff. But I do think with Hyatt, I mean, tell me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, but I don't project him as like a number one receiver type ever in the NFL. I think he's part of a committee at receiver, but he has a trick that's really, really important. He can win down the field. I mean, the guy that I think the two guys that I keep thinking of when I think when I watch this guy, Deshaun Jackson and Brandon Cooks, because and, and Cooks is exactly what you're talking about, right? Like the NFL has spent the last six or seven years that Cooks has been in the league trying to figure out what to do with the guy because he's so good. You don't think he could be a wide receiver, too, but he's not exactly the kind of player that you want to be the only focus of your wide of your of your wide receiver room. So. That I agree with you that I think he is a high, high end number two receiver who could really, really complement another player well. Uh, and, and I that and I think, but I think that it's it's a rare thing. He has rare traits that are hard to find, and that's why he's going to get pushed up a lot, maybe higher than most wide receivers. See, right? I guess my my issue with Hyatt is I just don't see him as twitchy, like not straight line twitchy. He is straight as straight line yeah. twitchy as those guys. It's just like after the catch, like is he going to be able to make multiple guys miss and all. All that kind of stuff. I, when I wrote down my notes, I compared him to Mike Wallace. Like I could see him having that type of career, you know, over six foot, but not really, not really a physical player. But man, he's got some long speed. And that player, Mike Wallace, had a lot of success in the NFL as like a high end wide receiver too. Why couldn't Hyatt do that in the NFL? I think that Hyatt is going to spend his career opening up offenses for other wide receiver yes. ones right like like taking the top off of making safeties pl- respect his speed and then opening things up for the cd lamb type receiver yes. that's going to be running in routes underneath the, those those safeties that are dropping deep my only other question i have and it's not a hyatt question it's a cowboy question is is this the type of receiver that that matches up well with Dak? because Dak has really never had a pure speed threat like this. And I don't know if throwing the ball down the field is Dak's biggest strength though, either. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I think that for these kind of guys, you know, when they get loose down the field, like it's usually with some pretty good separation, like this guy, Hyatt's not going to be a guy to create a bunch of separation underneath. He's not going to be a guy that's going to win with quick feet route running right now. That yep. may change yep. in, in, in some time. 
But I do think that, you know, it's, it's kind of like the conversation that we've had, you know, in the midseason last year. If you've got speed and the ability to stop, then and, – and he can. Like, he do, he's not a breaking guy, but he can run those stop routes. That's yeah. a complete system for, for your game. Like, if you can run goes and stops, that's enough to uh, – that means that you can also run a double move, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes you're running nine. Sometimes you're running stop and goes. Sometimes you're running a stop. And I think that those will give him opportunities to run free and be open. I think that I agree that Dak is not necessarily a uh, uh, drop in the bucket every single time down the field thrower, but I I think he can do those kind of throws down the field where guys are running open. He's not going to miss open receivers streaking down the field. Maybe he doesn't hit between two safeties, 25 yards uh, up the field uh, and dropped in a bucket, but I don't know that that's what's going to be required with a player like Hyatt if he's on your team. All right, let's talk about his teammate, Cedric Tillman, who we both kind of like a little bit. Next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything and everything from the money line to point scores to the number of three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Landon, let's talk about Cedric Tillman, the other wide receiver at Tennessee, who you and I both like quite a bit, maybe on day two. Yeah, and, and starting out the season, you know, Hyatt was the other wide receiver at yes. University of Tennessee because Cedric Tillman definitely was had a Jalen Hyatt type season last year. You know, uh, over twelve touchdowns, if I remember, I think something like eleven to twelve hundred yards receiving. Uh, you know, look, just to take a step back, I think it was interesting that you have. We, we have three wide receivers here who not maybe not body style necessarily, some of them more than others, but I think they're three wide receiver types that fit, that mirror the Cowboys wide receiver types, right? So I think Mingo has a little bit more said, uh, uh, CD Lamb to him. We'll talk about that in a second. Not that he's on that level, but we'll talk about his game. I think Tillman has some real strong Michael Gallup vibes to him, right? Like in the sense that he is an X receiver body type with long arms, big hands. He has build-up speed. He's not like uh, he definitely is not on Hyatt's level. He could run, but it's it's more of a get down the field sort of speed. Uh, he catches. I'm sorry, say again. I think I can't hear you. I think it's more of like a Michael Gallup type of speed, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's a little bit deceiving. Yeah, and I think that's a part of the reason that the Gallup thing fit for me. Not only because they both play the X. Uh, not only because their games are similar, but that kind of speed where he can get down the field if you ask him to. So you know, don't want to leave him isolated or, or or think that you can just play press and that he, he's not going to get past you because he will. 
Uh, but he's he's certainly not going to, uh, uh, you know, double move you off the line no, and then no. and, and then you know beat you with. He's just not going to fly by you. It's just not. Yeah, a, exactly. Uh, he needs he needs to clean up his routes, just like you know Hyatt, because again he he just wasn't asked to be a a route merchant in, at Tennessee because they were scheming him open a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I liked him a lot because I think he. Um, I, I like him a lot for the Cowboys specifically because uh, because he is that kind of X body type receiver. I think it makes sense to give Gallup some some kind of more competition here, sure. and those X receiver uh, kind of reps are not necessarily what you want to throw CD Lamb at, or 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 especially you know Cooks could do that, but I think he would obviously uh, function a lot better in kind of a Z role. So I, I think that this is a guy that. Uh, he's, you know, like we said, he doesn't have kind of elite, elite wide receiver speed, but he does a lot of the other stuff uh, that a you know, wide receiver does, especially an X receiver does that, that you, that you, that you really need. He catches everything. He's brave across the middle. Um, he's, he's tough. He, he runs through tackles. Um, I think his route running is pretty good as well. Yeah. I mean, as far as where we are in, in, in his, in, in Heupel's offense, it's definitely better than Hyatt's. He was definitely asked to do yes. more than Hyatt. Um, but yeah, I, I would say for a guy who's going to come into the league as an X receiver, that is still uh, the area where I feel like he needs to improve the most. I think if you're looking at like a super high end comparison for him, I see a lot of similarities to like Michael Thomas when he was healthy for the Saints. Yeah, sure. Right. That six, three, 215 pound guy that runs every route, but just doesn't have game breaking speed, but you can build an offense around that player. I think a more likely comp is like Cortland Sutton who the Broncos yeah. have right now. Yeah. Um, but I like him a lot. Because, again, other than speed, there's really no other box that's not checked. Now, he's been banged up a little bit, and I think that's something that has to – you know, we got, you got, we got to find that out. But other than that, he, man, he checks a lot of boxes. Yeah, he just does a lot of stuff, you know. And, yeah. again, especially considering he came from a kind of a gadget-based offense, he, he can he's a better route runner than you'd expect him to be. It still needs improvement just because he didn't get coached that way a lot. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, as far as what you're looking for, for these kind of big bodied X receivers who will, uh, uh, you know, take a hit and still hold on to the football, who will make a third down grab uh, on, on a comeback. He's that kind of guy who can give you quality reps, maybe not a game breaker, but a guy who will uh, who could you know, convert first downs, score touchdowns in the red zone uh, and, and use a big yes. body and, and catch basically everything thrown at him. He really does have fantastic hands. So so I want to point this out. So at the end of the 2021 season, he was on fire and it started going through the 2022 season. Then he got hit hurt in the Akron game and really never was the same, but in the final seven games of the 2021 season and the first two games of 2022, that's nine games over 1100 yards and 11 touchdowns averaging almost 18 yards of catch. Like he was incredible and he dominated like some really good teams. Alabama, seven for 152 in a touchdown. Georgia, 10 for 200 in a touchdown. South Carolina, five for 100 in a touchdown. Uh, Pittsburgh, nine for 162 in a touchdown. So you could throw on the tape against some awesome, awesome teams, and he dominates. So that's what's that's what gives me a lot of hope here. It's like, hey, you get him healthy. He's he's right, and you just stole maybe one of the top three or four receivers in this class. I don't know. What do we think? He goes third round, probably. Yeah, and I mean, just because that you've got all these other wide receivers that all kind of have some kind of specific knock to him, 
there's there's a chance that he just kind of gets lost in the wash and 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 goes a lot later than he should. Um, and and I think the other thing I would point out too is is that he has what is now kind of an exceedingly rare body type. You just mm. they've kind of receivers have kind of swung back the other way. You're just not seeing too many of these six three two ten plus wide receivers coming out of college. You usually are developing them. So uh, yeah, and to find a guy like that who has uh, qualities that starter qualities that is outside the first round. That's pretty rare. So if the Cowboys were able to kind of steal him in the second or third round, uh, that would be, that'd be a really great pick. Well, and we're going to talk about Jonathan Mingo next, but I believe Tillman and Mingo are like two of the five heaviest receivers in this class. Yeah. And Tillman's 213 and Mingo's what, 220? 220. Like we're, we're, Maybe. we're used to, he's probably 230, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're used to seeing like classes have multiple guys over 225 pounds. It just, it doesn't happen anymore. That used to be the prototype, right? Yeah. Like I remember yeah. when Des came out, 6'2", 220 is like, hey, that's just standard for an X receiver in the NFL. You just don't see those guys anymore. So you're right. Tillman has a, a very, very unique body type. Uh, really quickly, before we move on, I think you probably are going to have to draft Jalen Hyatt in the first round because hmm. I don't see him getting to the Dallas Cowboys at 58. I think Tillman's likely to go in the third round. Would you rather have Hyatt in the first or Tillman in the third? I think I think at this point I would probably like to have Tillman in the third simply because you've got a Brandon Cooks. So you're not yes. out there looking for that speed type now, like specifically. Yes. And it, all things being equal, the value at Tillman at third is probably better than Hyatt at the first. I would agree. That's That's the way that I would lean as well. Plus, I think you can – it's easier to bring Tillman in, right? Because he can do some blocking stuff if you need him. You can have him work as your fourth receiver, compete with Jalen Tolbert. Compete with Gallup, with Gallup. You know, I think that's sure. the thing, right, is that the, the X receiver is the one spot that you're still – like you feel confident in Gallup and you hope that Tolbert can get there. But I think adding more, more you know, talent to that specific uh, archetype – uh, would be beneficial because you've got slot yes. locked down. You've got the Z yes. locked down between the other two guys. Uh, now we're going to talk about one of the most difficult receivers in this class to figure out. Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, we're back finishing out our uh, wide receiver breakdown here with Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. I mean, just a massive receiver, 6'2", 220. We think he played maybe 10 pounds heavier than that uh, during the year. Ran a 4.46 at the NFL Combine with a 39.5-inch vertical, a 129 broad jump, just a freak, freak athlete. What did you see from his tape? Uh, he looks like an old Miss wide receiver. I mean, that's the they're starting to real really build an archetype at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, the last three four seasons they've produced wide receivers all kind of in this sort of like physical freak range, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I compared his game and, and 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 what I mean more is his usage to uh, to CD Lamb in the sense that I think that this is a guy that you're going to want to focus in the slot. I mean, he, this is the 
the typical big slot player, yes, right? Yes. Like uh, he's got huge yak potential, and 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 you see it in 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 the game as well. And 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 the thing that's kind of fascinating to me about him is that he has very reliable hands. Like yeah, I mean, I, I I expected to turn on the tape and see this big lumbering dude that okay, maybe he drops nine percent of his catches, but he you know, when he catches it, nobody can tackle him. But it seems like it seems like he catches the ball very well, and I. I'm confused by Jonathan Mingo. So am because I. Uh, because I've watched three tapes of him, and now I'm 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 sure we've all experienced this before. I've watched like three games of him, and now I'm looking around, going, "Why isn't this guy being considered higher than than he was?" Right, like his, AJ Brown uh, and and all these other guys got drafted much higher than what we're seeing Jonathan Mingo being kind of. Uh, uh, bantied about, and I don't know that he's not AJ Brown. He's 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 not DK Metcalf. He's he's not quite those guys, but he certainly isn't a round difference in phys- at least in physicality and skill set that yeah. I could see. So, uh, and there's a proven track record here. I, I I just think that this is a guy. Um, we saw it again. We saw it last year. And the name's escaping me. Uh, the, the guy ended up at Tennessee that we just talk. We're talking about the wide oh, receiver, uh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, like he. You know, we saw it last year, and I think this is a better player than Traylon Burks. I mean, mm. I, in, my, in my opinion, so I I tend to think that this guy is actually going to go a lot higher than we're all expecting. Um, I'm not. I, I guess I'm having a dissonance, and that's my problem, right? I really I don't understand why a, a player that has this skill set that has translated pretty well in the NFL, and maybe Burks is where maybe it's the Traylon Burks that's like making people hesitant right because Traylon Burks last year got compared to all those other guys and and I think that this is a much closer uh uh, version of AJ Brown DK DK Metcalf than Traylon Burks was uh and so I'm kind of confused a little bit by why he's so low and I I I think the thing for me is there's just so much of his production was off of play action where he's wide open down the middle of the field right and then that's just Lane Kiffin's offense right like yeah they do a really good job of putting defenders in tough spots, but you're right. Like how many six to 225 pound receivers do you see move like this and can move after the catch like that? There's not many. I think what scared me off and this is probably me overreacting too much and not, we've done this before. He just wasn't good at the senior bowl in one-on-one stuff. Like just running routes is not his forte. Like he's just not going to create a lot of separation, but if you have an offensive coordinator that knows how to scheme this guy open and put him in situations where he's attacking zone coverage, I think he can be a monster. I really do. Yeah. I, and I agree. I, I tend to think that because of what you just said, he may not be the perfect match what the Cowboys are looking for. Probably not. Um, but I think that he ha- is a guy that if you're looking for that kind of receiver, if you uh, that, and this is a type of receiver that like, the NFL teams should be availing themselves of like, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, it's like, again, I compared his game, not, not necessarily, you know, his, his talent or his skill to CD lamb. And it's because th- this is wh- how we use our CD lamb, right? Yep. We get yep. him, we, we scheme him open short, get him the ball and then let him run through, through the, the secondary to try to get, yeah. Or so, throw him the ball down the seam, right? Like if you're playing yep. zone, let him split the safeties and he's got a big body, a much bigger body than CD. So he's going to be able to make a lot of those contested grabs and take on contact. That's that's the part of his game that is really intriguing. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. The sense is, is that, you know, again, another guy that is going to need to learn some subtlety in his routes to become more of a route runner. Uh, but I think, again, like 
smart teams will find guys like this. If they are good with the football in their hands, they'll find a way to get the ball into his hands and then leverage that while they're trying to teach him the other aspects of, of playing wide receiver. Um, yeah, I liked it. liked him a lot. I just don't know that he's a fit for what the Cowboys are necessarily doing because they just, they don't need this type of player right now. Probably and not. I think having someone who is, uh, not a very well-rounded wide receiver necessarily at the bottom of your wide receiver room is is kind of getting you stuck into what happened with Jalen Tolbert last year, right? Yes. Where you don't he's he's not going to help you on special teams. He's not well-rounded enough to kind of be rosterable. So what are you doing with this guy for the whole season? Um, yeah, I, I tend to think that he should probably go to a team that is looking for this archetype more than the Cowboys. Well, it's really interesting that the Cowboys did bring him in because they do have Tolbert sitting behind CeeDee Lamb, who Tolbert at South Alabama was really mostly a slot receiver, right, who did yeah. a lot of the same things. So I'm curious why the, the the Cowboys have shown so much interest in him. Maybe they think that he falls for even further than we're Possibly. expecting, and, and there's just a point where his value is just too much to pass up on. Who knows? And maybe, Yeah, maybe it could just be, hey, there's just not many of these guys floating out there that are this big and that fast. I, I also wonder if he could do some running back stuff, you know, like maybe, maybe you, you could have him kind of play a role similar to what green Bay has done a lot with, with McCarthy and uh, Ty Montgomery. Those, Actually Ty his Montgomery. body style is exactly the same as Ty Montgomery. Exactly. So maybe, maybe there is some thought to this, like more of a hybrid wide receiver running back role. And that's something that he could potentially awesome. add to what he could do if he was you know, drafted and made active on game days. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the draft with the wide receivers, because the Cowboys have shown a lot of interest, not only in these three players, but also Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Marvin Mims, see Rashi Rice visited the Cowboys yep. yesterday. Yep. Seems like the Cowboys uh, really are uh, wide looking receiver at, shopping. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely yeah. wide receiver shopping. Uh, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want you to also check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Show uh, with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the draft dudes wherever you get your podcasts in on YouTube part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Go check out our show on YouTube. We are posting shows every single day, uh, Lockdown Cowboys over there. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.